Oh man. Okay. Round fucking two. I don't think we really had anyone that caught on to that earlier, so we're not even gonna bring it up. We're not even gonna talk about it. Well if if you're a an avid listener to the Street Grappler Two podcast, you should have already caught on by now that we have <laughs> technical difficulties on occasions. Probably every other episode. But it's okay. I mean I feel like Without facing adversity, you're never gonna get a really good product, right? It's like no. it's like a fighter. You gotta get tested. You gotta you know you gotta get go through the fire. So you, what what is it? What is it? Steel turns into iron, or iron turns into steel? Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying. Stoke the fires. Motivational quote. I don't know. Yeah. Drop the ball there. But we're back. We're up. We're going. It's Wednesday. It's ten o'clock. A little behind schedule. You know what's funny thing about that, actually? Mike actually texted me around, like, I don't know, 5 o'clock or so. He said, hey, Ruben, what are you doing? We good to go? Right? Are you still alive? My wife was gone for how many days? I think like three four days. I almost died of starvation, but I'm good to go. Are you good to go, Ruben? I'm good. No big deal. Let's make this shit happen. Mike says, I'm coming over at 7. It is 10 o'clock, and we're just getting started. But it's good, though. Right? Why? One. You, had, you survived. You, I, you, I survived. Were, you were able to find something to eat. Yes. And I had pizza tonight and it was great. Fucking fantastic. Not paleo, but I'm okay with that. Sometimes you need to break the paleo thing every now and then. Number two, we got a brand new fucking router in the house. The Orbi. $400 later, but we're good. We're good. We're good. We should be good. It, Not, was, easy, it was easily installed by Ruben, which is... Yes. Some surprise, <laughs> surprise like Ed... <laughs> Dude, Ed was fucking surprised. Ed, see, that's the thing. Ed's such a nice fucking guy, and he's like one of the, the probably one of the, the the nicest guys I've ever met. Period. The salts of the earth. <laughs> probably, period. Right. Yeah. The motherfucker. Hey, there's an application that goes along with it. There's instructions. There's pictures. Let me know if you need help. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> clearly that's like a like a like a back. Like, hey, let me offer you help. Dumbass. Just <laughs> talking shit. Anyway, uh, this weekend. Uh, that just passed up. We had UFC in Australia, 221, Luke Rockhold versus Joel Romero. Great show. I think we talked a little bit of shit, not necessarily about the fights themselves last week, but we said probably not going to sell a lot of pay-per-views. But holy fuck, good fights, right? And I think a lot of fights that meant something for the division. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Pretty- I mean, kind of on that point was we went after the amateur fights this weekend that I saw. Shout out to all the... Young kids that won their fights this weekend. J.J. Mimay. Um, we went to B-dubs in expectation of seeing fights. And they had a sign on the door. Oh, did they? Saying, yeah, turn back around if you're looking for a fight because we're not having it. <laughs> the broadcast from Perth cost way too much for this, uh, this wing with the, for our wing dollars. That Dude, it just said turn. Fuck. No, it didn't, say, no, it didn't say that. I'm sorry. But, but it just said don't, don't bother. Don't even it, fucking it, ask. It said, if you're a savage and you're here to see a fight, go away. Go see that Frickers. Go away. We have fucking Winter Olympics on. Come watch some curling. <laughs> That's exactly what we're playing, actually. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so we have the fights in Australia. We also have the fights coming up this weekend. We have uh, Yanchi Medeiros and Kawhi Sony. A couple good fights on there. Also, Bellator in Connecticut. Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Which is... Close to New York. I know that for a fact. I don't know where. In, no, like north, south, east, or west, but it's close to New York, right? That's been established, yes. We've established mm-hmm. that. We've established that. Uh, that fight's coming up. Uh, but, yeah, 
Let's let's actually before we get into the fight, before we talk about this this past weekend, how was the show? JGMMA. How? Tell me the whole. Tell give me the give me the layout. What was the venue like? What was the what was the audience like? What was the skill level like? Talk to me about WMMA, women's MMA. Go ahead, amateur women's MMA. Go ahead. It was, it was fun. You've been you've been to an event. It's a it's a little hotel and it's in a little ballroom and the ceiling's a little bit low. And by, and, and by low, he means you, if Mike reached up and tried to touch the ceiling, he would touch the ceiling. I don't think I could touch the ceiling if I could jump up and grab the chandelier. That's for sure. <laughs> they have chandeliers everywhere in the ring too. So if like high class. So if like DC was was like taking down Gus, he might like touch the top for sure. Yeah, or yeah. T- touch a chandelier. Thousand percent. But um, yeah, I mean the the three kids that uh from our uh, local gym uh and fought. Kid- Mind you, when he says kids, he means kids. Yeah. They're 18, young. 18 and 21? Something like I that? Think, I think Wes just turned 21. Yeah. Kid, I mean, kids. I, I I am one of the few people that I think fought at that same age because it was like very unheard of back then. But now kids these days are just that. They're kids when they're fighting. They're starting out at 18 years old, getting in or getting in the cage, even younger than that. Well, yeah. The thing, the thing about them, though, e- e- each one of them is – you know they got a good head on their shoulders. They're oh, you yeah. know they're not they're not. Out, I mean I don't know what they do all the time, but I think they, a pretty decent. I mean they're they're very. Uh, you can tell I think in the gym, at being in the situations that we get in when you train with someone, like you can tell who's kind of like a dickhead or a dumbass. Yeah. Chris is not a dickhead or a dumbass. He's got very small ears, like fucking baby ears, but he's not a dumbass. Tori, sweetest girl ever. Mm-hmm. I think we could easily say that. Gigantic feet, but she's a sweet girl. Uh, and then uh, Wes, Wes is just like Fluffy, just smaller. <laughs> I mean, that, what that else? Can, what else can you say? All good people. Anyway, good show. Mm-hmm. You have fun. Mm-hmm. Good night. You know what yeah. I was fucking doing? Ask me. Making your uh, daughter spit in a cup. So, yes, uh, I was making my <laughs> seven-year-old cut wait for a tournament. She only cut a pound. It's fine. Uh, but yes, I was at a tournament and getting ready for the tournament the whole night and getting practice, winning them in state tournament. It was great stuff. Great stuff. I heard. Yeah. Fights. 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 Let's get to the fights. Australia, right? The land down under. Kangaroos. The land of kangaroos and koalas. Drinking out of shoes and all sorts of weird shit. A shoey. A shoey. A good card overall. I had a ton of fun watching the, the card uh, from top to bottom. I saw prelims. I saw the main card. Uh, tons to talk about. We're going to hit a, on a couple of quick notes. An important fight that I don't think got a lot of coverage. Formiga versus Ben Nguyen. Two ranked opponents, number four and number six. Mm-hmm. Going up. Off about, I think they were like the main fight on the on the prelim card. Or were they already on the main card? It might, it might have been the main fight on the prelim, fight. Prelim. Prelim. Fight pass? Fight pass. No. It, was, it was on the bottom. What's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're flyweights. You're right. It was you're on right. the bottom. Yeah. Uh, but man, that was a it was a good fight. Ben Nguyen, I think, putting a, 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 a on a show for the most part. You know, staying smart, staying off the ground. I think winning. I think a lot of people saw him winning that fight up until uh, up until the the spinning back back fist of doom from Formiga, mm-hmm. followed by the rear naked choke, which but, was unnecessary. You you don't think what? The, I think he was knocked out, like, when the choke was being applied. You think he was out-out? Well, he gave he gave no fight for the hands or nothing. He just seemed like he got he got hit by the f- back fist, 
Do you think and, the then re- you, and then he got hit in the back of the head a whole bunch. <laughs> Formiga did take the back. Well, I mean, that's, I wanna... that's a nat- people need to realize this is a natural thing when when the, the defender's in the turtle position or position similar to that. There's a lot of strikes in the back of the head, if you notice. I, I, I mean, like when Rose got knocked out or when Rose knocked out Joanna. I mean, they said, oh, strikes to the back of the head. But you yeah. can really... You could pick those kind of situations. I out. feel like it was like there's there's two rules of, of thought when it comes to like the the back of the head, right? So I've been to a bunch of fights in California. Like I cornered people, I fought myself a couple of times, and there's two different ways of doing it, right? The back of the head can either be lying from ear over the top of the head to the ear, right? And then everything from there back, the back of the head. Or the mohawk. The mohawk is literally boom, that strip, that Chuck Liddell strip, mm-hmm. that's back of the head. I think Formiga was within the Mohawk bounds. Okay. He was not be. It was not within the behind the ears bounds, but it was within the Mohawk bounds. And uh, and I think I don't think Benjamin was out 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 like sleep sleep out when he uh, when he was getting punched. But I think he was definitely super rocked, no. like super rocked. Because when he was trying to fight it, he was like super slow motion, almost like he was under underwater trying to reach for stuff. And yeah. Yeah, kind of like in the, the like rock hold state. Where yeah, you're, you're, you're getting up while with your hands <laughs> down. Here, here, let me let me get up real quick. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh it was good. I mean, Formiga looked good. Formiga's one of those guys that wins three, loses one, or he'll win two, lose well, he's, one. He's the best fighter that hasn't fought a DJ yet. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Um, now with with with. DJ possibly fighting TJ, do you go on and do you, do you take the TJ fight? Are they going to even make the TJ fight happen with like the whole like you know uh, situation with UFC 222 falling out, or, or or does Formiga have his chance? Do you think what do you think is going to happen with that? Do you think well, I thought get- I thought um the DJ TJ thing was kind of set for uh 226 with DC. DC Stipe. So nothing's confirmed. Not no posters, no contracts, nothing yet. It's in talks. They were in talks. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to do it, but what I'm saying is, do you think the UFC is going to be like, no, fuck you, TJ. You didn't help us out with Cody at 222. We're going to go ahead and have DJ fight someone else. That's um, what I'm saying. The, because Dana White is involved, there's always the possibility of the fuck you circumstance being you know, presented. Fuck you. I'm going to hurt my own business. But at the same time. Just to prove a point. If the card wasn't saved by Cyborg and... Ortega, I could see that happening, but I think the card will be decent, you know? Should Formiga wait and see if he gets a title shot? No. Should he, should, so you're saying he should just keep fighting? I mean, the fight with uh with TJ is going to be in three, four months. So should he so wait? So then another three, four months? I mean, do you really want to wait months. that long? Six months. He got extra 50K scenario. for performance of the night, too. So he okay. can kind of sit on that cash. I'm thinking Formiga should probably wait it out. I, I just think he's like the next guy. It makes the most sense. DJ's already beat everyone else but him. I mean, DJ's probably going to beat him. So I'm going to be wrong. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see Formiga beating him in any way, shape, or form. Unless he lands another miraculous spinning back for this. But, but what, ha- what happens if TJ wins? He gets the title. Oh shit! I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because they're fighting for Fed for for the for the flyweight title. Fuck! If that happens, Formiga's fucked. Formiga can fight DJ for an off title fight. Well, then yeah, it's gonna turn into a Connor situation oh, where 
The belt's always going to be up in limbo if <sighs> TJ's got two of them. So much, so many possibilities. Who knows what's going to happen? I guess we're going to have to wait till July-ish to figure it out, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, after that fight, I mean, there, again, we're not going to be able to go through everything, but after that fight, I wanted to make sure we had a chance to talk about my boy, Izzy Addy. Israel Adesnia. Adesnia? Adesnia? Israel. Stylebender. Dude, Stylebender is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Going into the fight, like, I read articles. I'm not a kickboxing guy. I mean, I'll watch a Muay Thai fight here and there, or I'll see some some uh, some some uh, glory fights every now and then. Highlights, highlights are usually what I watch because I just don't have uh, the bandwidth to go ahead and, and actively search for kickboxing fights. But I heard about this guy. I heard about Stylebender. I heard a lot of hype. I wasn't that, like, into it because I didn't know that much and I didn't really look in, into his, you know, persona or anything about him too much. But, man, dude. You won you over? He, oh, for sure. <laughs> dude, he looked slick out there, man. Yeah, that's that's the best word I would describe him as is slick. He's, yeah. I mean, I, he has power because you've seen it in kickboxing mm-hmm. matches. He definitely has power in the hands and the legs, right? But his fluidity, man, he was just in and out. The shoulder rolls, the bobbing, the weaving, the body shots. I think my favorite part about uh, Izzy Addy, I'm going to call him Izzy Addy from now on. That's a new nickname. Stylebender is pretty cool, though. Maybe we should start with Izzy Addy. Izzy Addy. So Izzy Addy looked pretty good out there, right? The body shots, right? But most of all, knowing his opponent is rocked and not trying to go for the kill. Just kind of picking. Pop, 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 dude. So good. What I, what I liked about him is I'm going to draw a, weird, a little bit of a weird comparison, but uh, don't say John Jones. Well, other people, are gonna do I was going to say Wonder Boy, not because of the spinning kicks or anything like that, but both of them, they're not like, if they had a wrestling match with a wrestler, like just a decent Yoshi yeah. wrestler, they would lose. But oh, yeah. because with their striking, they never put themselves in a bad position. Yeah. He's always at the end of his punch, Rangy. and he's and he's always when he moves in and out, like you said, like the the shoulder roll and then the the switching of stances. Like it's not that his wrestling was amazing; it's just that his movement with his striking always has him in the right range, not to be taken down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and honestly, uh, looking at the at the wrestling aspect of it, the the counter wrestling wasn't bad. The mm-hmm. counter wrestling wasn't bad. I was. Uh, he looked pretty good. He got taken down a couple of times, popped up, right? Popped up immediately, worked his way up the fence. He looked okay. He looked okay. Uh, now, granted, he didn't fight all-star competition. Rob Wilkinson, right? Rob Wilkinson uh, with uh, an 11-1 and record going into the fight. Just coming off a loss against C.I.R. Barretta. But right now, who would you who would you take in a fight? But. Araya Hall or the stop or Izziotti. Ooh, ooh. I'll take Izziotti all day. Ooh. Uriah Hall versus God damn. Because he's like to fucking make. He's also the the thing I liked about Izziotti was that Uriah he, Hall takes a double leg one minute in. Go ahead. I would love to see <laughs> Uriah Hall have a game plan. If Uriah Hall had a game oh, plan, like he'd be a different fighter. But go ahead. What were, what were you going to say before I interrupted? What I was going to say was that like he's not like the striker like Uriah Hall who like you can tell your buddy like dude Uriah Hall is like the best striker come watch him and then you're sitting there for two rounds and you're like yeah. I haven't seen him do anything it's like he's a counter striker whereas like 
immediately you see Izzyadi, the way he fights. He's not a pressure fighter, but everything's smart, accurate. everything's accurate, and every yeah, dude, he looked good. He looked good, and and, and honestly, what I want to see done with this guy is I I don't want to see him go for a title like two fights in. Because a lot of times that happens. I mean, Yeri Rodriguez, perfect example, right? Sage Northcutt, who, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. But Sage Northcutt, perfect, another perfect example. Put him right in the spotlight. Give him a couple fights, right? Don't necessarily feed him cans, but give him guys at the level, right? So right now he fought a guy that's coming off a loss, but he's in the UFC. He's not in the UFC. Good fight, mm-hmm. right? Give him another two, three guys like that that have got like so-so records. Then throw him like a Uriah Hall. I think that would be a spectacular matchup and start climbing up from there. Give him a wrestler with no striking, then a wrestler with decent striking, then a re- then give him the whole package. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I want to see him built up. I want I want to see some 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 good matchmaking. I don't want to see a contender get fall. Off. I don't want to see a Lando Venata. Man, that'll blow me out. Because I know you were pumped about Lando. I'm still pumped. I like Lando. <laughs> oh fuck, um, dude, and his personality too. Yeah. He's fucking good on the mic. He like talk, doesn't talk shit, but he's like clever with how he speaks. And he's just like, I don't know. He just carries him. He's got this like, he's got like a superstar aura, man. I'm pumped. I'm super pumped about Izzy Addy and I want to see him fight again. And, uh, you know, if he didn't get hurt, I want to see him in there maybe in like two, three months. Put him in a card. I don't know. 224. You see, what's the, what's the July card? 227? 226. 226 is the July card. Put him in the July card. That'd be a. I think that. I think that'd be good. I think that would be good. Um. Anything else on on Izzy Addy? And we're gonna stick with that name. I fucking love that name, by the way. Um. I mean, just besides that, uh, El Kukui, uh Wow. Role that he had wow. that was amazing. That was not. What would you call that? A fucking somersault. A grade school somersault. If okay, listen. If uh, Tony Ferguson does it, it's a it's a great school somersault. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Izzy Addy does it, it's a tactical forward ninja role. tactical forward ninja <laughs> role. Yeah. Uh, so moving on in the card, we get to the main card, right? And we and we're 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 starting to get fed that Australian like meat and potatoes, like it's it's in this card in Australia. We're gonna have an Australian guy versus some other person, and they give us. Jake Matthews, who had a lot of hype two, three, two, three years or three years ago, right? That's when he came mm-hmm. in the UFC. A lot of hype coming in and just kind of was on and off, never really was able to like live up to the expectations provided. And he was fighting Lee G. Lee, I can't even see his line. Uh, the Leech. The Leech. I like, the his, leech. I like his nickname, right? Uh, Lee G. Lang. They set him up. Jake Matthews comes in at plus. 250? Yeah, it was a pretty big odds. Plus plus 250 or so, maybe a little bit uh, you know, a little bit higher Mo- than that. Moving up a weight class, yeah, so. I, I think it's because of that, because of the spotty record, mm-hmm. and he's moving up. But, dude, he comes into the cage, and he does not look like a small welterweight. He does not look bad out there size-wise. I mean, honestly, I think he looked bigger than the leech. I think, I think uh, he was looking pretty good size-wise. I think he did well strength-wise against him. I don't think there was any issues as far as the weight class goes. And according to what the the announcer is saying, from his UFC debut up until Saturday, he's grown two inches. So that weight cut must have started to be brutal. The fight overall, he looked good. Technique looked great on the feet. His grappling, we've known that was good. Uh, And yeah, man, a pretty good performance overall. And, And I think an even better performance 
by the leech. Cheating and not getting disqualified. Blatantly cheating and not getting disqualified. And getting a bonus out of it. Smart man. That's that Eddie Guerrero fight style right there. <laughs> what do you think of the, of the performance, man? Um, well, you, you were saying how Jake Matthews is this prospect that didn't really live up. Looking back at his record, he's 6-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not bad. But also, a reason for that probably is that you see this guy at 155, and he's ripped, and he's huge. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got the perfect body type. So people think, oh, this young guy, he's going to – you know, move forward in this division, you know, didn't happen as, as you know, he wanted it, but maybe that size was what was holding him back at 155. No, it was a big cut. It was a big cut. I I mean, I've always thought uh, the leech was kind of small for the division. Uh, I mean, you you always got to, he was on the smaller suspect Asian besides Koreans, the Asian. I mean, I, I like to get racist with the, with the, with the, weight, with the with the weight cutting, but yeah, Koreans weight cut weight. Japanese and Chinese don't really cut the weight wow. all that much. Wow. I mean, talk about grouping. That's like yeah. Europeans in jujitsu, right? God damn it! I only speak truths. You are you are the most racist. Are you gonna tell me that like white people are are hard workers? Asians are tactical and have the bushido spirit. No. Mexicans are are tough, durable. Ru- Russians can wrestle. <laughs> Europeans can't have jujitsu. Ru- Russia is in Europe. No, it's in Asia. No, it is not. It's a part of a part of Europe. It is geography. It, uh, yes, Russia thank is, you. Russia is, is an Asian. No, it is in the it's the continent, continent of, of Europe. Asia. Mm, no. you're wrong. You're not. wrong. Uh, does it kind of tiptoe its way over to Asia? Yes. But Russia is definitely a European country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Anyway, back to the conversation. Don't make twenty-three me- percent of Russia is in Europe. Seventy-seven percent. Okay, Asian. but it, is it a part of Europe or 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 or? Because it's got to be separated. There's no ifs buts. I mean, like, is it teetering over? Yeah, but it's considered a, a European country, or is it- Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Well, I, was, I wasn't actually listening. I think I think they might be considering a Eurasia. <laughs> anyway, I forgot what we're fucking saying. Point is, point is, fucking finger ball, finger, finger 